Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket podcast, where we chat with today's most inspiring and successful healthcare leaders. I have an outstanding guest for you today. His name is Aiden Fang. He's a co-founder at Pillow Health. And uh, Aiden really brings forward some really awesome experience. He spent some time in residency and women's hospital, was doing some research at Harvard Business School, has a really interesting background as well in in, uh, venture capital. And so I thought it'd be so awesome to get him on the show and have him talk about his experience and also the things that he's doing at Pillow. So without further ado, I just wanted to to welcome you to the show, Aiden. Uh, Thank you so much. It's, uh, It's an honor to be on. Thank you. And so I always have to ask, what got you into the medical sector? Yeah, so essentially both of my parents were physicians uh, in China. And as a child, they've inspired me with you know, their uh, devotion to, to helping others and improving others' lives. And when we moved to the U.S. when I was nine years old, because of the language barrier, my parents couldn't practice medicine anymore and uh, placed their hopes in me, essentially. And, uh, nice. And that drove me to go to medical school and, and ultimately become a uh, become a physician. That's pretty cool. So you guys came here and they sort of, you were the vessel for them to see that forward, that the tradition continued. That's right. And I think uh, they're living vicariously through me. That's so cool, man. That's really great to hear. I'm sure they're super proud of you with all the stuff that you're doing. And, uh, and so then all of a sudden from the medical sector, obviously you're still in it. You got the entrepreneurial bug and you started Pillow. Maybe you could share with the listeners a little bit of what Pillow's about and then also kind of what had you make that transition. Yeah, definitely. So while, while I was in medical school and then uh, in residency, what I found was that instead of impacting patients' lives one at a time, I wanted to make a larger impact. And I thought, and through that, was connected with my co-founders, Emma and James at Pillow. And we set out to solve a problem that what I believed, and I still believe, is a gigantic one. Initially, we wanted to target medication non-adherence. But as we began to look into it a bit further, what I've come to realize is that Medication adherence is actually a symptom of a much deeper disease or a set of systemic issues. And what I've noticed is that a lot of the solutions that are on the market today, whether it's a mobile app or a new pill bottle to solve the problem, uh, is targeted toward the symptom rather than the cause. And Mm -hmm. if a patient had an infection, if we only treated the fever with ibuprofen instead of treating the infection or abscess with antibiotics, you would not solve the symptom, right? You're only right. Masking, masking the manifestation. So what we've found is that that deeper issue, the root cause, is that the healthcare system is isolated from the home. And because it's completely separate and the home is siloed, we cannot effectively address the manifestation of that problem, which is or one of the manifestations of the problem, which is medication adherence. So essentially the problem that we're now addressing 
is that patients are isolated when they're at home from the healthcare system. And from there, we've developed a solution called Pillow. Essentially, it is a intelligent healthcare assistant for the home. It's a voice-based friendly assistant that helps you take care of your daily healthcare, health and wellness needs. And he's such a cute little thing. If you go to uh, uh, pillowhealth.com, P-I-L-L-O health.com, you'll see him. I mean, you can't not love this little guy. Do they all come with those little eyes? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we, we intentionally built uh, the blue eyes uh, because, <laughs> because we truly believe that you know, uh, to impact behavior, we needed to create a social connection with yes. our users and our patients. And so, so it's essentially a, our goal is to make him into a person in the home uh, rather than a thing on your countertop. So we really have touched on so many really great things here, Aiden. So to the listeners, obviously, you know, there's themes here, right? Healthcare is happening or should be happening outside of the hospital. There's a silo there that needs to be addressed. There's those social determinants of health that need to be addressed if we're going to actually be able to impact outcomes. And what Aiden and his team have done is they've said, okay, enough with treating symptoms. We're going to treat the cause. And I think this is, this is really neat. And so the other element that you guys have done, while it could seem subtle on the surface, really the humanization of treatment. And so bringing the human element is so key. You guys are definitely putting the care into healthcare. So I think it's pretty cool what you guys are doing over there. Yeah, no, th- thank you so much. Uh, yeah, exactly. You've, you've hit the nail on the head. And that is having an assistant or an intelligent assistant inside the home not only fits the current uh, technology trends in which we're moving more and more toward a, a voice-based interaction with technology in which rather than having to stare at a screen and interrupt your daily life, we are trying to fit seamlessly into our users' lives. And on the other side, from the healthcare standpoint, we are attempting to have this device in the home such that we enable, whether it's a family member or a provider or a healthcare, one of our healthcare partners, to stratify that specific user's risk while they're inside the home, which has been impossible up to this point, I believe. No, that's really neat. And so, Aiden, what would you say a hot topic that should be on every medical leader's agenda today? Yeah, so I think in healthcare, we have always been focused on what happens inside the four walls of the hospital and the clinic. And there has been efforts to move that into the community in the form of care managers, uh, community health workers. However, those programs only offer a very brief visits and a snapshot into a patient's daily life. With the new technological developments in the market today, I think it's possible now for us to take care of a patient in real time and lend them support and help and care exactly at the moment that they need it. And achieving that goal, I think, is going to be 
the future of what we can do for our patients. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And, and you kind of uh, alluded to this, you know, we've tried through care managers, but now through this device and, and through the use of technology, wow, like just being able to impact the patient right there, meet the patient where they are. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And from a healthcare system point of view, I really believe that a device like this will, will be a part of the value chain. And by that, I mean that enables other healthcare providers to practice at the top of their license. So that care manager or that nurse no longer need to try to call and reach out to patients and leave messages with patients and instead focus on addressing the alerts and flags and more important things that, that need to be taken care of. Yeah, for sure. So can you give a, an example to the listeners of how Pillow and the things that you guys are doing there has created results? Yeah, definitely. So just to dive a bit deeper into the solution that we offer. So Pillow at the moment, it's a very flexible platform, but uh, we have focused our product offering in terms of three primary um, services. And the, the first is, of course, uh, medication management. And that is the ability to store, dispense, and remind users and caregivers about medications, recognizing the user or the patient and dispensing the medications when appropriate. The second is something that I'm much more excited about, not that uh, I'm excited about them all, but uh, you know, <laughs> if I had to choose favorites, <laughs> yeah, of course. The, the second would be mine, and that is care plan delivery. So as I mentioned, delivering instructions and checking in in real time when the patient needs to, and then having the ability to answer healthcare-related questions, of course, for educational purposes rather than for uh, providing medical advice, and offering the ability to pull up videos, to connect with peripheral Bluetooth devices, and then uh, connecting via video chat with caregivers or even providers. And this forms a care plan platform in which care is being pushed into the home through the device. And I, I think the medication management piece is tremendously important in that it makes sure that the user interacts with the device at least once a day, right? Uh, and mm -hmm. ensuring that FaceTime allows the second piece of care being pushed into the home to be uh, successful and maintain uh, patient engagement. And the last piece is the complement of the care plan piece, and that is what we call Pillow Insights. And it's our way of pulling data out of the home. And that includes one, subjective patient-generated answers. For example, if a user started a new medication, we could potentially deliver a question the day after asking if they're experiencing any side effects. And the other piece is objective data. So certain metrics about the home environment, metrics from Bluetooth connected devices, et cetera. And this data that we get out of the home enables that risk stratification piece I mentioned. So in terms of uh, where we are, the fully functional prototype is ready. And we have a bunch of beta testers lined up from our Indiegogo campaign. And uh, Awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And we're going to be carrying out those tests later this year. And we also have had a lot of inbound interest from strategic partners in the healthcare system that uh, with whom we're planning a few pilots for Q1 of next year. 
Awesome. That's so, so exciting. Good for you guys uh, that you've gotten this far. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. It's uh, a lot of work, but I think it's well worth it. So Aiden, I totally agree with you. And so maybe you can share a setback or maybe a failure that you guys ran into in the process, because I'm sure it wasn't all rainbows and sunshine up to this point. Maybe you could take us to a setback and kind of what you learned from that in the process. Sure. Yes. I mean, we are building something from scratch and mm-hmm. something that has not existed before. So uh, there were definitely some, some setbacks. And one that required us to pivot a little bit has been simply uh, due to the nature of the U.S. healthcare uh, space. And that is, when we started out, and as you can see from the Indiegogo campaign, we primarily focused on a direct-to-consumer approach in which we distribute these device, we plan to distribute these devices and sell these devices directly to the users or their caregivers. And you know that was not completely uninformed in that uh, our preliminary market research surveys, interviews did reveal that there was a tremendous amount of interest from caregivers in a device like this. And then as we went on and explored the business model a bit more. What we come to realize is that in the US, uh, individuals are not used to paying for their own healthcare. And uh, every time that I go to the doctor, it's covered by insurance. All prescription drugs are covered by insurance. Right. So paying out of pocket is actually an anomaly for, for a US consumer. That's right. Uh, healthcare consumer, that is. And in combination with that, from our Indiegogo campaign, we generated quite a little a bit of publicity and we began to receive a lot of inbound interest from strategic partners. And they ranged from you know, senior living communities to pharmaceutical companies to insurers, essentially. And what we realized was that a B2B to C strategy, so meaning that you know, we established these strategic partnerships with other businesses who touch patients and have engaged with patients, pursuing a strategy through them and with them would actually lead to a more fruitful relationship. And also, we would be able to partner with them to distribute the devices rather than creating our own distribution networks. So that caused us to pivot a little bit and focus on this second strategy as the primary go-to-market strategy for the business. And, you know, as a part of a startup's life cycle, what we've come to realize is that, you know, never be afraid to pivot. And um, I think this strategy of B2B to C is definitely more sustainable and more uh, will enable us to get to market faster. At the same time, though, we all have kept those individual caregivers in the back of our minds. And as we build out our distribution networks, at some point, we will definitely uh, revisit that uh, the idea of simply selling the device uh, and services via our website. So that's still on the on the on the agenda, but uh, it's just on the back burner for now. No, that's pretty cool, and really appreciate you sharing that. And you know, I guess this message goes out to the listeners that are entrepreneurs looking to just submit their solution into the market. And uh, the things that Aiden shared were the findings that hey, you know, the in the U.S. We really depend on its, its employers, its insurance companies that actually pay for these things. So it's something to think about, you know, and truly understand. And, and what they did is they, rather than say, oh, we missed the mark and just dropped the ball, we're done. 
they actually pivoted and uh, through their Indiegogo campaign, which I actually saw you guys raise uh, six figures there, you were able to, to see who the market was. And so that's the power of, of actually getting feedback from the market. And it sounds like through that, you guys were able to figure out the new model and you've leveraged it since then. So great message to the audience and appreciate you sharing it. Yeah, definitely. I think it's been a tremendous learning experience. And I think we're in a pretty good spot, but I'm sure that there's many more learnings to come as we move forward. Yeah, for sure. And with the changing environment, that's without a doubt. But I think it's changing in your favor and the things that you guys are doing is, is truly, folk, you know, healthcare is focused on outside of the hospital. And that's where the big impacts are going to be made here in the next 10 to 15 to 20 years. So kudos to you guys at Pillow. So thank you so much for sharing that failure story. Such a great lesson for the listeners. And so let's take it on the other side. You know, let's see the other side of the coin, the positive. Maybe you could share one of the proudest leadership moments that you've experienced to date. Of course. Yeah. So since, since we're talking about Pillow, and uh, I'll share an experience about Pillow as well. And Sounds great. And that is, um, you should never be afraid to dream, right? And when we started Pillow, uh, building the company, it was 2015. And at that time, you know, Alexa hasn't, hadn't come out. People didn't know the power of the voice interface. And we had this idea and we decided to go after it. Of course, at the beginning, there were many people who doubted whether a device like this would even make it into the home. And uh, even if it did, whether people would use it. And one lesson, a moment that actually trend that I have been quite proud of is that we had this vision and went after it, right? And Mm -hmm. having this vision of what you want to accomplish, of an idea that you truly believe in, and then working to implement that is something that drives me and uh, makes me excited to wake up every day. And to be honest, I can't take credit for for all of that. In fact, I I can't take credit for most of it because my co-founder, Ema Musini, who um, came up with the idea for Pillow, is probably the most positive and yeah, confident person I've I've met. In that, he's never afraid to go after an idea. And to do that, you know, we need to be confident in our abilities and be confident in our vision. And by doing so, we inspire others. And taking Pillow from just an idea to where it is today, where he's sitting right in front of me, the Pillow device, (laughs) is something that I'm very uh, proud of. Uh, That's awesome. uh, Yeah. No, that's awesome. And hey, shout out to Emma Mussini. And I think you said also James Wyman, right? That's right. So shout out to you guys for being the dynamic trio amongst the rest of the team to have done what you guys have done. Something really, really to be proud of, you know, turning that dream into reality. So Aiden, getting close to the end here, let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine today. It's the 101 course or the ABCs of Aiden Fang. Okay. And I'd like to write out the syllabus with you. I'm going to ask you four questions and it's a lightning round. So just give me what comes to mind and then we'll finish it up with a book for the syllabus for the listeners. You ready? Yeah, great. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Engaging the patients. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Not involving their care team. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Being a part of that change. Nice. What is the one area of focus that should drive all else in your company? Creating value for the consumer and for the healthcare system. 
And finally, what book would you recommend to our listeners, Aiden? I would recommend, there are so many, but one that has, uh, has stood out is yes. um, Redefining Healthcare by Michael Porter. And uh, essentially, what I, the reason that I recommend it is that it lays a framework for us to assess healthcare solutions in the healthcare system, and that is defining value. And in healthcare, value is the outcomes we're able to achieve for patients divided by the cost of that solution. So uh, if we focus on that, we not only will be able to improve our patients' lives, but also do it in a sustainable manner in which we curb the ballooning healthcare costs. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed that one too. And Outcomes Rocket listeners, if you haven't, pick up that book, Redefining Healthcare, Michael Porter. And if you're driving or you're running or doing something else, don't worry. Just go to outcomesrocket.com slash Aiden, that's A-I-D-E-N, and you'll be able to find the show notes, links to any of the things that we've talked about, including the book that he recommended, as well as links to Pillow. So you could tap into the things that we discussed without having to miss a beat. So before we conclude, Aiden, I'd just like to invite you to share a closing thought and the best place that the listeners can get a hold of you. Yeah, thank you so much. Just each of us can make such a huge impact on the lives of others. And Pillow may be my way, but never be afraid to dream and chase after your vision of of that. And feel free to reach out to me at Aiden, A-I-D-E-N, at PillowHealth, P-I-L-L-O, health.com. Awesome. Hey, it was a pleasure to have you on the show, Aiden, and uh, looking forward to being in touch soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more. 